Life. All right. Yeah. Let me know. Way. Yes, everybody's in the building. Yes. Let's take a roll call. <laughs> Make sure everybody's here. Hello, everyone. It's up. There we go. I'll probably follow it online on my Facebook page. Okay. Are we good? Okay, whose audio is that? Edgar? No, it's not me, man. <laughs> Alrighty. You guys ready? <laughs> All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, everyone. Good evening. That should I should I mention a date? Like we have another prisoner here. <laughs> we were with our last. What was it with Josh? I think we mentioned the date as soon as I said he's like you. It's like we have we have the poor guy ransom. So today's <laughs> ransom uh, guest we have today is uh, Mr. Yura Mosesian. Yura, what's up? Boy? Thank you so much for being with us today, man. No problem. Pleasure to be here. Uh, Yura, as a lot of you may know, is uh, well, dude. We're all hella proud of you, man. You're representing one of the big things of that all armenians love and that's what we should we call it soccer or football football football, football. top top, top, top. <laughs> let's stick to soccer for the show come on let's be, keep professional you wiseness mess this up every time i'm, I'm gonna try to do a professional one today yeah armenian national team striker uh former mls uh striker as well um Yura, let's let's just ju- jump right into it man he's a champion um, too oh and a ch- oh yes 2009 MLS champion against none other than what's that guy's name again? I forgot. Something. Something. Be- he was married be- to like the, posh the English spice. guy. The English guy. Yeah. Beckham. Beckham. A Beckham. Is yeah, that yeah. his name? Yeah, really? Like <laughs> you is the one that took him down. They love Karim. That's my Karim. Romi Pop guys. You're welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me. So, <clears throat> soccer. Is it in the is it in the family or were you one of the gifted ones? It is. It is. My dad played, so everybody in my family, my mom played basketball, so, way before. So yeah, being an athlete is in my family, and then I I got good there. genes, <laughs> good, good genes. genes. And when and as far as soccer was, because now did you only play soccer or did you play other sports as well? Because you just said mom played basketball. Uh yeah no I only played soccer growing up. But um, apparently, I tend to be good at every sport I play. High school, I you know just tried everything. But uh, there was a niche honestly, for soccer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, once you picked up thing. soccer, I only had one goal. That was become a pro. Nice. Nothing else. And you and did you did you play it in high school at all, or it was? I did. I did actually. I played. Uh, so I went to different high schools. <laughs> I don't know. If Many people know about that, but uh, yeah, I changed quite a lot of high schools in our area. Well, let's do this before you get into that. For the record, people, Yura does speak English. <laughs> <laughs> we we mentioned Yura Mosesian is going to be on the podcast. They're like, oh, is it going to be in Armenian? No, man, it's going to no, be man. in English. He speaks English? What the hell? <laughs> we t- I think, was it, two months? He's been training in English two months now. We, we Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> we better get some money from that. Yeah. So you switched a couple high schools. I mean, I, I don't know a few. Well, couple I'm assuming few. you were a fantastic student. Yeah, I was great. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I loved school. Kids stay in school. Um, yeah, no, I switched high schools, and then my senior year, I ended up actually uh, playing a full year at PHS Pasadena High School. Mm. But that was when I already knew I was going pro or 
I just had no plans of going to college. I just wanted to go to pros. I just wanted to become a professional, and I put everything into it, day and night, you know, training, and I did everything possible to to get to the pros. So it was just it was straight tunnel vision, as in, you know what? Oh yeah, we're going bigger. We're going home basically. Oh yeah, I had. I mean, I had ninety four Division one scholarships. Wow, wow. full scholarships. Nice. Yeah, from so, high school. From high school, yeah. I was. I mean, recruitment was just crazy, but. Just like I told anybody, just like everybody, people used to ask me when I was a little kid. Actually, um, when I got to America, that's when I barely spoke any English. And uh, I was always that immigrant kid that, you know, you know, how when you're younger, they ask you, what do you want to become? Mm-hmm. And in like club soccer and club teams or in teams, kids teams, they always, you know, they always have like a motivational speaker or somebody always comes out and, you know, gives you the speech that I do now, you know. And uh, and I remember every single time anybody that came out and asked us questions and every one of my teammates always used to say this college, that college, UCLA, you know, Stanford, this, this. And I always said, oh, professional soccer. I want to become a professional soccer player. And everybody used to just laugh at me like, dude, this is America. You got to go to school. You got to go to college. Like there's no kid that's born in America that or is raised in America that will say, I don't want to go to college, you know. And but I was always the one that I would say, you know, and people used to laugh, actually, (laughs) when I, I would say that I want to become a pro. People are like, yeah, right, dude. Like, come on, chill out. Yeah. I mean, the numbers itself tell it all. I mean, it's, look at how many how many players are in the MLS, or how many players how many players actually go pro outside of college? Very very One small thousand numbers. maybe now now especially with the academy that they've built mm-hmm. uh, the academy system where you know it's attached it's it's you high level up. yeah you rank up and there there is quite a few players that go from um, you know youth to mm-hmm. pros as 17, 18 year olds. But when I came out in 2006 out of high school, uh, not many people were, you know, coming out of high school. It was just me and Josie Altador at that that year. It was just me and Josie wow. that were um, coming out of high school. We were the only two players in the whole draft, and our draft class was just crazy good. It yeah, was it was stacked. packed. Yeah. I mean, you had uh, Sasha Kleschen in MLS. You had uh, Kai Kamara, Josie Altador. Um, yeah, bunch of good players. Like, wow, literally, the Heisman Trophy winner was there, Jason Gary. Like, we had a packed, packed draft. And, uh, yeah, I was, I came out of high school, 17, 18 years old, and, uh, just went pro, just wanted to go. And now, now, you also, there was, P, you said you played at PCC, PCC as well, right? Yeah. So, out of all, I mean, a lot of people will go, you know what, you got to get into a good university to, to go pro. But you're one of the only people, and a lot of people don't know this, but you're one of the only people that actually drafted out of a community college yes. to the pros. It was the first, yeah. and it was fourth round. It was a fourth pick fourth, in the first, pick, first round. First round, fourth pick. That's dude. That's huge. He was yeah, the dude, first yeah. person to come out of community. College. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First person yeah. out of a community college, first round, fourth pick. So I mean, you're up. You were up there with some high level names. Oh yeah, that. My draft class was actually all of the 2004 or five Olympic players. The wow. Olympic team yeah. that went to the Olympics in, uh, I don't remember, 
think it was Greece, no? No. No, 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 no. Brazil or China. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was yeah, China. The, it was yeah. it was China. in Asia, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, I was I was with them. I was with the whole Olympic team, you know, and it was it was insane for me, honestly. Even walking into the uh, hotel uh, during the draft, I was starstruck. And I was this, you know, 18-year-old crazy kid just back against the wall. Yeah, just – it was funny. Uh, my agent always says, you know, when you went to the to the combine, nobody knew who you were. Um, after the first game, you were top five pick already. Um, you know, you were talked about as being one of the top five picks. You were one of the – you were the, uh, the biggest, you know, um, how do you call it, like, you were the dark Cross, horse, basically. Prospect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the dark horse that nobody knew about, and all of a sudden, everybody just so until know. the combine. Which, for those that don't know, the combine is basically before they do the draft. Yeah, you get a look at the players. So the and you know going back to the to the uh, college PCC, uh, the way it happened was school finishes in the summer. You know, high school. Mm-hmm. We finished high school season in the summer, <laughs> and uh, Sharif was my coach. Yeah. So Sharif. Uh, told me, and the draft and the combine is in January, December, January, at the end of the year, and beginning of the year, uh, January is the draft. And Sharif actually told me, he said, listen, you got six months that you don't have a team, you're not going to play. So why don't you come to PCC and then we'll get, so to get, in order to get into the combine, you have to get three professional coaches to vouch for you to say that, okay, this player is good enough to, to, to be called into the combine. Since I was in high school, nobody knew who I was, yeah. and I didn't go to college, so I wasn't scouted. Yeah. So I went um, and I played at PCC, and then I registered at PCC for, for, for that, you know. Semester. Semester, a couple of months, to, to, play until, um, to play until December. First to be fit, but also to have an opportunity to have Sharif help me out and bring professional coaches to watch me. Mm. And nice. it, it happened, you know, I played at PCC, uh, had a really good season, had Roth Perez. He used to, he was the scouting. He was the scout for um, the galaxy at that time. I yeah. believe scout or sports director, mm-hmm. Roth Perez. Uh, he came on and watched me. I actually played against his nephew or, or one of his relatives and uh, just, you know, killed him. Killed him. Yeah, just destroyed him. <laughs> so that left a good, you know, impression uh, impression on Ralph. And then we had uh, a couple other coaches that, you know, came out. I believe um, Ziggy was one of them wow. because Sharif called Ziggy and you know asked him. And then you know they had a look at me. And then in that six months before the draft, I trained with the Galaxy and Chivas at that time. And Chivas, Bob Bradley was USA was new at that time, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, Bob Bradley was the coach. Yeah. And uh, going into the draft, it's funny because Chivas was at number one, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and New York was five, but they couldn't pick me at number one for obvious reasons. You know, they just Altador was who went first. Marvel went, yeah. But uh, you know, I was told you're not for sure not going to go number one pick because you're nobody, basically. I mean, and that's completely normal. You had. Olympic no one knows players. about you. It, yeah, had, it had knows. to be somebody with, like, for example, like you were saying, it had to be somebody with a name exactly. where people I mean, knew who he was, where it was like, okay. That's the number one pick. Yeah. So this guy, you know, so it was it was cool. And I, I didn't expect number one. You know, I didn't even expect num- uh, round one. And uh, so Chivas was number one. And so they traded down to number five. 
to pick me at number five. They wanted you back. Yeah, they wanted, and you know, Bob, um, at that time, Bob was really, I mean, he had told my agent, yeah, we're gonna get him. I had trained with Chivas, and uh, they said, yeah, like, we'll pick you. And then Galaxy was obviously there too. Mm. Uh, Galaxy was further down, so uh, and I knew both those teams were interested because they had seen me before the combine. No. And then during the combine, other teams saw me. All you know, four, you. four games in two days or three days, so all the teams sit and watch. Um, yeah, and then combine happened, draft happened, and I went to Kansas City. Nice. I mean, it would have been great <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been great if you were drafted by LA Galaxy oh, or yeah. Chivas, or Chivas is now LAFC. But uh, is it is it the same organization? I don't not, think no. so. No. no, no, it's not the same organization, but it's basically. It's, I mean, they're it's, just in places. So yeah, Kansas was fourth pick. That's why you ended up in Kansas. Yeah, um, yeah. you didn't know. Had had they had a conversation with you before? Nothing. 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 You didn't know any. Wow. We had a German coach, Bob Gensler, and uh, yeah, he hadn't even talked to my agent. And usually during the combine, agents talk to the teams, course, and yeah. agents know. What Which everybody's thinking, thinking. yeah. What everybody's thinking about you, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and Patrick was, you know, he, my agent, Patrick McCabe. He 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 didn't say anything about Kansas. He didn't even talk to Kansas City. Wow. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And there's a, the videos there, you know, the combine. Um, you know, we're all sitting, and everybody that gets picked in the first, the first seven picks, yeah, get up there and make a make give a speech. Mm-hmm. You, you know, didn't prepare, did you? Oh, <laughs> prepare. I mean, you know, I was just expecting first round. If I was first round, I would have, it would have been amazing, you know, first pick for the for that team. Yeah. That would have been great. And uh, I'm even sitting during the video, I'm even sitting, not even looking when the commissioner, Don Garber, comes up there and goes, you know, with the fir- a fourth pick, uh, Kansas City picks, Kansas, uh, Kansas City picks from Pasadena City College. And I'm talking to... Uh, it's either my dad, <laughs> my dad or, you know, uh, my cousin or somebody, you know, then he had already, you know, said my name and I, my agent literally like, taps and goes, dude, it's you. Like, you got to go. Up. Up. I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, what do you mean? City? Where the hell is that? Did you even know where it was on the map? I had no idea at first. Second, I mean, it was honestly, I got there January 6th and. to south america <laughs> but you have no no saying it huh south once america, they, it's cold there bro and there's it's nothing crazy, man. once they pick you you have no saying yeah you no. can't decline or no 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 no. you can't that's don't it. you think yeah, you stayed it. out of trouble at that early age ending up in kansas city might have helped um at that honestly, age if you once i left on kansas city Coast. no once i left kansas city that's when my success started yeah that's right you know and um to me, being in Kansas City, and that was the, and we'll get to this uh, topic a little later, later on. You know, I was I had met my girlfriend uh, at that time, so I had to go and live alone, you know, away from each other. So, yeah. and my wife now. Oh, so you were with your girlfriend now, yeah. your wife yeah. at the draft times early. Oh, at the draft. Yeah, so you she guys was are high school sweethearts. Yeah, she was in school when I called her after the draft, and she hadn't picked up. She didn't pick up. She was in class, so I had left her a message. Hey, listen, I just got drafted. I'm going to Kansas City, and she was like, I was shocked. I didn't know what this can be. It's like that saying: We're no longer in Kansas, <laughs> sweetheart. We are in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, 
emotion shot for you, right? Oh, yeah, like, it was. I mean, I was happy I was a pro, especially fourth pick. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Not, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable, especially in the American sports culture. Being a you know first round pick is amazing. Being the first top five picks. Is, oh hell, hell yeah, of know, course. So it was, it was it was amazing. But then I came to you know realization of. And then Kansas City, Kansas and then City. the big break comes when you go to Real Salt Lake. Yeah, Kansas City. I um, my second year, I had gotten married mm -hmm. already. You know, because we we're like, all right, one year of long distance. I I I can't do. It. We got to I mean. We both of us just, you know, told our parents, "Listen, we, we want to get married," yeah. and and we did, yeah. And then did our wedding uh, in December, and then she came out there with me. And that year, my second year, uh, started scoring goals. You know, I scored, I had scored five or six goals in Kansas City, and I just wouldn't get on the field. You know, it was just, just wouldn't. We had, when I got to Kansas City, we had four World Cup strikers ahead of me. Wow. Yeah, we had, you know, Eddie Johnson back in the day. We had Scott Seeley, Davey Arno, uh, Chris Wolf, who's the, um, he's, he's, he just took over Austin, the team. Mm -hmm. But they're all, you know, veteran strikers, World Cup strikers. Yeah, and, experienced. Yeah, and I was a 17, 18-year-old <laughs> Armenian that I went in. My first interview was, I'm going to play. I want to play. I'm going to start. Yeah. Let me ask you he this. You went in with that attitude yeah. that I'm going to start and this guy was going to show you who yeah. really decides, right? Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, you, ta some... you talked about culture shock, right? How was it with the other players as far as, okay, you're in Kansas City. I'm sure Kansas has never met or seen an Armenian ever in their <laughs> life. Now you got, you got this Armenian guy from L.A. coming uh, in. I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was, you know, it was, it was tough because my mentality until – I turned pro, you know, as I said, I got, you know, I switched a few schools and it's just not because I just like to go to different schools, you know, just certain things happen, flights happen. Mm -hmm. And this was the time in Southern California that it happened. It happened a lot, <laughs> you know, and you're always, you know, you're always protecting yourself. You're on the defense. You're always, you know, ready to fight. And I had that mentality when I went into the pros And it doesn't work like that when you go in as a young kid and you want to fight or, you know, you're ready to fight veteran pros, you know. So it, 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 it took some time. It took a few fights until we got that down. But, yeah, first year was just a learning experience, you know. And, uh, and then I learned. I mean, you got him. You're a teenager. You're a kid yeah. at that point. So yeah. being in a professional environment – It's, it was you have to adapt really and, fast and living alone man. you're yeah. you're you're you know and back in the day it's funny i always say it my sponsor paid me more than my contract was my actual contract with mls you know i got wow. paid more money from um adidas really yeah and i always say that because back in the day it was just different structure you know it's a lot better now well it's better but back in the day i was living alone And, uh, you know, and had to have a good car, uh, had to pay for an apartment, and then money was almost ran Nothing out. left. Yeah, nothing yeah. left. So it's different. I think the culture of soccer back then was different as well. Now it's pushed more, and it's a lot more popular now. Back then in the early 2000s, it was still kind of like, uh, you know. What soccer? Yeah, what yeah. soccer? 
Yeah. It's, except except like their their national team is going backwards these last few years, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm gonna tell the truth, man. They've had some great years, but the last few have. You're not talking been. about U.S. Yeah, U.S. US men's. Ah, who cares about the U.S. men's national soccer? The women's team, team's doing great, but they just ain't, ain't getting paid much. Yeah, we'll talk about that on another show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Think, that's, yeah. a, that's a different I topic. I don't want to comment. We ain't gonna get you involved in this one, you know. You know? No comment. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know something to do is you're almost Sessian talking about the Armenian. I'm not American. Apparently, he doesn't agree with the lesbian. <laughs> oh God! You knew you were gonna stay away from that one. <laughs> so, so transfer from Kansas City to Real Salt Lake. How many years did you play in Real Salt Lake? I played it for two and a half years, uh-huh. um, and then left Salt Lake in '09. Well, at well, the end of '09, when we won the championship. Yeah. Um, I guess that I, guy. What was yeah. his name? Pasha's husband. I think that was actually the first final Beckham has ever lost. So was it? You, yeah. nah, you did it. You gave him his la- last <laughs> loss, huh? The Salt Lake. Salt Lake appreciate you, like. What you've done for that organization is pretty much unbelievable. They didn't give a lot to get Euro Mosesian into Real Salt Lake. Yeah, Salt Lake, I mean, there's two Salt Lakes for me. There's a Salt Lake that was back in the day, and there's a Salt Lake now. It's two different organizations. Yeah, yeah for me, it is. Uh, back in the day, it was just amazing. It was one of the best clubs out there. It was just a family place my family you know environment the unit was stronger yeah the unit was stronger everything was just stronger you know but nowadays second you know second time around there's just a lot of stuff happened man and, and a lot of politics yeah a lot of pot- politics and that you know when you become a dp a designated player in america uh, or in mls and you know you're making a lot of money but the expectations are different too. the expectations but the expectations is it's not even just about the expectations. I was always about, you know, yeah, put pressure on me. That's the only way I know how to play. If you put my back against the wall, that's no, that's the only way I play, but it wasn't just about, you know, expectations. It was just everything off the field. A lot of things off the field. It was just, I'm a, you know, I'm a straightforward person and an emotional player too. Yeah, I'm I'm a straightforward uh, forward person. Like, if there's something, I will tell you. If it's you know blue, I will tell you it's blue. Black, tell you black. I'm not gonna, you know, because that's the way I want them to be with me. But you don't get that nowadays, yeah. you know. And it's blue in front of you and black behind. Exactly. You, yeah. Basically. Now, well, is that the only, the first and only time that the uh, Salt Lake Club did end up winning a championship? Or? Yeah. Boom. It's not that Mike dropped. It. It's not that Salt Lake won it. This guy literally gave them the, the cup, in a sense. If you go back and look at it, he literally did win the cup. Yeah, you, 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 had, you had a great year that year. Yeah, no, it, that was one of my best years. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was amazing. It just, you know, we had a great time. We played good soccer. It was, a, it was like a family, you know. The and atmosphere was cool. Atmo- atmosphere was amazing, you know, and. Yeah, and then I just wanted to leave Europe. I wanted to leave and go to Europe and, you, you know, did. make and it in Europe. You wanted another culture shock. Yeah. You took a plane all the way across the world to Russia. Denmark. Denmark. Or Denmark. Denmark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You, you played for uh, Randers. Randers, right? For a year. Randers FC for yeah. a year. How was, was it? That? How was it there? Another cold? Another Kansas City. <laughs> just smaller. <laughs> smaller. What, what was more of a culture shock? Yeah. Kansas City or Salt Lake, Utah? 
That's all like no. Uh Candle City was way more. Was it? Yeah. I mean, Utah, Utah for me it's a great place if you've got a family and if you're family oriented. You know, because everything's family oriented. Yeah, exactly. Everything's for family, you know. It's, it's everything you want to do, everything you think of, you can do it in Utah. You know, outdoors, amazing outdoors. People are nice. Affordable. So, af- yes, it is. Compared to LA. Compared to LA, yeah. But compared to LA, nothing is yeah, nothing close. <laughs> yeah, so, at all. You know, it's um so Utah was nice for me. It was great for me. That's why second uh, time around I wanted to go back, especially, you know, with with my family, with my kids. It was it was a no brainer for me. Um, Were there so, any other teams interested at that second go around? Oh yeah, I mean, when I was leaving Spartak, but you know, there there was a few teams. There was a lot of teams interested. It just um, you were in the position to choose at that point. That's what it came. It's down not to. so much about that, but maybe off air I could tell you guys. Okay, but uh, you know, basically, I wanted to get back to MLS. So I wanted to get back nice. to the US. Yeah, but. You know, come back home, basically. Come back home, yeah. yeah. So, Randers FC and then Krasnodar. Yeah. And then the big move was Spartak, Spartak Moscow. Yeah. So, going from the United States to Europe now, complete different atmosphere and completely... Different type of play? <clears throat> Same type of play. Same type of play? No, it's different. Uh, different. It's way different. So, it's getting it colder and colder. <laughs> it did. It's getting it did. colder and colder. You had the warmth of Krasnodar. You had more followers, Armenian yeah. followers. Yeah, Krasnodar, I mean, you had a plenty. Big, a huge, huge uh, community in, in Krasnodar. You know, a lot of Armenians. So going from uh, MLS, when, when I was in my final year of contract, and that was my fourth year, you know, MLS actually offered me a new contract to stay. And it was a huge contract at that time. It was huge. And, uh, but for me, in my head or in my world, you know, playing professional always looked like Europe. Being in Europe, if you can prove yourself in Europe, if you could play with them in Europe, that means I could say, yes, I played professional, professional soccer at the highest level. So my, my goal was to get to Europe. You know, I want to prove myself in Europe. And if I can prove myself in Europe, then I can say, yes, I'm I made it. Yeah, I made it. I played soccer at the highest level. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I decided in going to Randers, you know, going to Denmark. I had, you know, coming out of MLS, I had a few different offers in Europe, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I had a few offers in Holland. But I wanted to go somewhere where... I can develop, I can play and develop. I didn't want to go somewhere and be in a, you know, 21, 20 year old, 22 year old and sit on the bench and wait for your opportunity. So when Denmark happened, you know, when the team came out and, you know, when I signed with the team, the team was in the Europa League. They were in, they were playing in the Europa League. That's where you want to be. Yeah. That's where I wanted to be. And um, because I signed in the summer and then I left six months later. I signed in the summer, and we tried to get a transfer in the summer. Uh, but Salt Lake, you know, we had spoken. We, you know, decided uh, to stay and to play the playoffs, which ended up being great because I ended up winning the uh, the cup, MLS Cup, cup. and then I left. And which helped you out a lot too. It did. It did. And it, 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 it's it, a value thing. It it, it it helped both of us out. You know, it, you know, I stayed and helped them. You know, Salt Lake win the cup. 
and uh, and but uh, my the team in Denmark had lost almost all the games. So our starting striker, who was an older player, he had gotten injured after the summer transfer window closed. So the main striker on the team, on the Danish team, got injured. So the team basically lost. They were 14 points underneath uh, nice. the relegation zone. So they were almost getting ready to get relegated yeah, they were, down. They, they were getting relegated. They, they were 14 points inside. So the next six months when I got there, we had 15 games. Climbed up the ladder. Oh, yeah. We, didn't, we won 13 of them on tight two or won 12 of them tight three. And we actually survived. And it was one of the, you know, it was a, it was a big miracle in soccer in Denmark and Europe. And we ended up actually going into Europa League qualification because of fair play and because of what we had done. Mm. We hadn't lost the game. So we got the fair play spot to get into Europa League. Which, so is, that which was, is amazing. Right. Which is amazing. See, that's a smart move you did. There's a lot of players as far as younger who will be like, you know what, I want to go play for, call it like, I don't know, like a Real or a Barca or something like that yeah. who are strikers. But they don't realize that, dude, you have these world-class strikers ahead of you. You're going to be sitting on the bench. No one's going to see you. You're going to be waiting for one of those of guys course. to get injured. And but that's... the move you made was very smart. It was like kind of, you know what, let me go to a, let me go to a league where I'll get some play time. I'll make a name for myself as well. And all the scouts and everybody who's actually looking out yeah. there for a solid striker, they'll see me right away. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, 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 you know, you could look at it both ways. For me, it worked out. And for me, it was always about I knew what I wanted. And if I had, you know, if I made a decision on going, to, which I made, I made a decision going to Denmark, mm -hmm. I never looked back. So I decided I'm 100% there. I'm not a, you know, I won't doubt my decision. When I make my decision, I won't it's doubt. It's done. It's done. Yeah, everybody wishes they had an opportunity to go sit in the, on the bench at Real Madrid or Barcelona, but it's, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to play. And as a 22-year-old, you want to play because oh. you want to, you know, develop. And when I looked at, when we looked at some of the leagues, Denmark or Scandinavia suited more to my strengths because it was more of a, you know, physical, strong, fast game. Yeah. I would have more success as the type of player I am if I went to Denmark than if I went to Spain where it's more technical and stuff. I'm slower. more about, yeah, it's slower. I'm more of that, you know, fast striker, one touch, get it, receive, get it, you know, put Open it and shoot. shoot. Yeah. Spain Run, would be sprint. more like tiki-taki. Yeah, exactly. Spain would be more like, you know, just... Has play has around, play, yeah. you know, and Denmark helped me a lot because especially the, the, the situation I got into was I had to perform from day one. I had no other way or else we would have been relegated. I had just signed a three-year contract. You're stuck. There. I'm stuck at the second in the second division, Denmark. So for me, I had to perform. Do it at least for yourself yeah, and everyone for, else. Then. From the first minute, you know, from the first day, I had to perform. I Really helps. It does, and I've always thrived off of pressure. Sorry, guys, video got interrupted. Did it? Yeah. Oh man! Nope, never mind. No, no, never mind. <clears throat> never mind. What, what's up with the no, false no. call, Arno? For some reason, it froze on us. That's why. If everybody, if you guys could still hear us and see us, say something, but it was interrupted for a second. I think it's still might frozen. just might just tap no, on that one. No, no, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. It's, 
Sorry, Rio. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, now, you yeah. you think if you had made that decision after you had won the cup here with Salt Lake, would that have given you more leverage in terms of negotiating power uh, to um, go to Europe, or it didn't? You would you know, make a difference. It. Yeah, I mean, you win a cup, and definitely you have, you know, you something on your resume. Out. Yeah, you have on something on your resume. Mm -hmm. But for me, I knew what I wanted, yeah. so I didn't need something to get to them and tell them, "Listen, I need this. I wanted to go to Europe," and that that was simply that was it. And when I make a decision or when I want something, I want to get it like right away. You know, I do everything to get it. You know, I'm not one of those guys that will wait months or days to 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 make a decision or, you know, get it done. So that's why I signed six months prior, because, you know, after when there's six months left on your contract, you can negotiate. Mm. You can start negotiations six. on a new contract, whether it's with your current team or, or another team. And that's the reason. And I also at that time, actually, I had, a, you know, family. Um, not problems. My, you know, my dad got sick mm. and he was sick for about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, he was at the hospital for over a year and thankfully he's, he's all good now. Good. And yeah. And actually God. nobody knows what, what his diagnosis was, you know, he just collapsed one day. So at that time I had, you know, we had hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills yeah. to pay. So I needed to do something to, Get the contract. Yeah, get the contract, but the even to make the money. But, you know, going to Denmark, it wasn't like I paid off everything, but it was, you know, just helping my family out, my parents and my brothers, you know, because the, that one in one and a half years, it was, there was a time I was going to stop playing. Really? Yeah. yeah. In 2000, summer of 2008, I actually flew back from Salt Lake, went to the hospital to my dad because, you know, it was one of his worst times, you know, being sick and, you know, he wanted to, he, he was ready to give up. Oh, shit. And I told him, if you're giving up, I'm giving up. So, yeah, that was one of the reasons why my back was against the wall. And I had no other way but to break everything that is in front of me and get, get through and get there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think many people know about, you know, that story yeah. that I, I know retired. about that yeah. from back then, but yeah. So I, it shows you had a great relationship with your father, and your yeah. father was basically the one who was one of your motivation, motivation people that motivated Motivators. you yeah. to do what you're doing. His dad played, Arno. Yeah, no, no, I know. It's Pretty like his dad player. was one of his biggest motivators, basically. Yeah, no, I mean, my dad. He was not only our motivator, but he trained. You know, he trained us. We used to wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning and train before school. Wow. Yeah. So he really, you know, and, you know, at a young age, when you wake up at four or five o'clock to train, it's not about getting physically stronger, but he was training our minds Mental. mentally to be tough, to be strong, you know, work hard, work hard, but work more than the people around you. Yes. And uh, it's as simple as that. If you want it, especially in a, in, you know, especially in America, if you want to become a pro, you better be twice as good, especially being, you know, an immigrant. You have to be twice as good to, 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 to get noticed. And, you know, I, I did everything. I trained two, three times, four times a day. 
to yeah. to 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 get there and i did it's but, enough yep now there came a time where it was you were at a level where it was time for national team <laughs> now da, 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 da. now you have you have the us and you have armenia <laughs> Yeah. You're 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 a, guy, you're a guy basically who grew up in the states, yes, but of Armenian heritage yes. or Armenian culture. Now, not everybody would do what you did at your level. There's a lot of people who are very very skilled, and for example, there's Italians, there's Argentinians who basically say, you know what, I was born in this country, but they end up playing completely somewhere else. Go, go for glory. Yeah, go for glory, basically. But you did something different. You yeah. chose to play for. Armenia. Armenia. It's not different. No, it's the well, right from, thing to from, do. No, no. It's from what different. I from what I was explaining that the other players. Did. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just knowing it's for Armenian us. for us is like for us. it's yeah. the biggest pride you can ever feel as See, an Armenian. Um, here, here's the thing, and this is again, not many po- people know um, about this story. But when I started playing pro, at, you know, in 2006, for a few years. Um, they were asking me to go to the national team. You know, they kept had, kept calling, kept calling my club, you know, and, but I wasn't ready. And normally if I do something, I better make a difference. But if I do it, I do, you know, I want to do it good. I want to make a big difference. I, when I, if I play, you know, on a team, you know, I want to make a, leave a mark. All or nothing. Type. All or nothing, you know, and, before I went to Armenia to the national team, I had many calls, call up, uh, call ups from from the U.S. national team. And uh, funny enough, Bob Bradley was our coach, was the national team coach that went to the 2010 yeah. World Cup. And before the 2010 World Cup, we had spoken to him many times. They had asked, uh, the national team had asked, or sent a letter, or I don't know, some way to get my citizenship expedited. Mm. so you know and that didn't happen but it would have happened if you wanted yeah i mean at the end when i went to denmark the first six months and i proved to myself that i could make a difference and i did you know when i went to denmark i scored almost all the goals to to survive in the in the relegation relegation yeah and that's when I knew, okay, I'm strong enough to take responsibility to make a difference where, wherever I go. And for me, playing on the Armenian national team, you know, yes, we live in America. It's, 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 the, it's the best country in the world, you know, for, for many reasons. But we're Armenians, you know. And uh, for me, when I stand, you know, on the field during the national anthem, I actually feel feel it energy the energy i couldn't go and you know get on the field just for money or just to i don't know take an easy way to to success or to 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 stardom or glory glory yeah you know especially the u.s was going to the world cup so i at the end in 2010 in, in the summer robert arzmania was uh, in denmark with me and i had spoken to him six months before I went in August and I finally said, you know what? I'm going to come now. Like, was he your decision to get to yeah. Denmark? Was he yeah. the main contact no, for you? To get to Denmark? No. But to he get, was there. He was there. He was on the team. 
wow. he had just he had signed six or six months ago or yeah. a year ago he was on that team so you know he signed from the u.s as well no no he's no, 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 from armenia, no, he from, armenia. From, armenia. Okay. Yeah, from armenia so when he had when he signed there and when i went there and that's when i met him great uh, guy oh yeah he's you know he's one of my best friends so and then he helped me understand the way the national team is and everything i should you know know and be ready for expect, for expect. and uh, you know and but that's when i was ready to know i'm gonna make if i go i'm gonna make a difference and you did and i did Definitely. we had it was a an amazing year, couple of years we had armenia signed with adidas i, I mean was was it three years yeah nine Four. through no it was 2010 to 2014 is when i t when we tied italy yeah with that so, beautiful goal. I yeah. mean, not too many people can say they scored on Luigi Buffon. Come on, man. Like, seriously. I don't think it was Buffon in the goal. Was it? When I, yeah. Two, two, I fourth minute. Oh, Gigi's yeah. been there forever. But uh, that goal is actually interesting and funny. And you guys can watch it, the video at the end. It's actually funny because the, the, the night before, you know, when I went to sleep, you know, I, everybody was nervous. We're in Italy, you know, we're going to play Italy, you know, crazy in Napoli, a lot of fans, crazy fans, you know, and you know, you're playing Italy. We're playing the, we're playing the powerhouse, past man. Champions, yeah. Past world champions, you know, and slept the night, you know, woke up a lot. And then, but I had a dream that I had scored against Italy, you know, and woke up game day. And I kept thinking to myself, like, please, like, let me, like, live this dream. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, Give me that I opportunity. I let me actually feel it. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, I want that feeling or that was amazing. I wish that wasn't a dream, you know, and all that. And then the game starts and you guys can actually, you know, when you see my celebration, I'm confused. confused. You don't know where you're going. I don't know. I like literally, I, you know, it's deja vu for me. When I scored, that feeling was the same feeling as when I woke up from my sleep in the morning. And I'm like, like, what do I do? Like, I just scored against Italy. So. <laughs> do I celebrate or do I wake yeah, up? Like, you, could, you, could tell, you could tell, you know, I'm celebrating. I'm like half celebrating, like, like walking. Like <laughs> and then everybody just jumps over and I realize I had scored. Let me ask you this. I mean, how does it feel to be on the field with, you know, at the time when you were Italy was there, you had the Pirlo's, you had Gattuso's, you had all those guys I on the there. Best view I mean, <laughs> but, I had the best view. But how was, was right behind me? Like, what was what was the feeling? Because a lot of players say that, you know, when they're when you're doing interviews with them, they go, "Oh yeah, it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling." But what is it that you feel? Is there like this true energy you feel from these like superstars? You know, it's as an athlete, you work hard. You people don't understand. How much you work, mm -hmm. how much you put in, you know, a normal person on a normal job spends, you know, six hours, eight yeah. hours on the job, goes home, forgets about that job. That's you know, that's it. Goes back in the morning, continues. Athletes are 24 hours and it's a 24 hour job, especially at the higher level. So much pressure on you that that doesn't get out of your head. So being an athlete is 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 the best in the world is the best feeling in the world being you know it's it's a dream but it's also the most Sacrifice difficult job commitment. you can have the reason why you're called a professional is you're not allowed to make mistakes 
in anything you do. So that's a lot of pressure, oh, especially yeah. when you have, you know, 80,000 people, 100,000 people watching, you know, just every move you make and every breath you take, it's pressure. So when you, you know, when you sacrifice so much and then you get to a playing Italy and you get to playing against, you know, Pirlo or, you know, Ronaldo or all these players uh, that I've played against and then you realize this is why I worked so hard. This is why I woke up so early to 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 run or to to train. You know, people get to watch them on TV. I'm right there. You know, I'm on the field with I'm these people. So I must have done something right. Yeah. You know, I I could do a lot of wrong things, but that means I did a lot of good things too to yeah. be right here on on this level. So it is a feeling that nobody could ever explain with words or you know describe so it was it was a like i said i always had the best view on the field of <laughs> pirlo you know just doing his thing and it was just amazing and mm -hmm. see I just just listening to you and the personality that you have i'm sure seeing those guys on the field motivated you more oh, yeah. to drive you more to be like you know what i oh, can yeah. i can be but his I can, face is completely different during a game. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. Against Portugal, actually, uh, one of my favorite defenders is Pepe yeah. from Real Madrid. And um, he, during the game, you know, 15, 20 minutes, he He's stepped on my guy. chest. Yeah, he stepped on my chest. And then, you know, he pretended like it didn't Not happen. Bad. And, you know, he was all nice about it. That, you know, free kick that it was our ball. that uh, We kicked the ball. I elbowed the hell out of him. In the, in, the, in the chin. No way. Yeah, and the and he didn't even complain to the ref. He respected he that. He knew that. He yeah, knew. He that's knew. how Pepe was. Man. I mean, he he could have gone down because I really got him good. Wow. Don't worry, no, they can't I'm hear it. The, the, they the, can't the, hear it. Don't worry. <laughs> that's not Pepe, get, but it's not Pepe right now. Get, get yeah, Pepe, Pepe's, a, Pepe's always been a dirty player. From Real Madrid to Portugal. He and takes it back. That's, that's, that's my Yeah, but he was a crybaby. No, no, he takes it back. He takes He'll. I mean, it's soccer. It depends. You got to be if, ready in soccer. Yeah, if if he respects you, he won't complain. Like, if you know, if you get the player's respect. So he felt the Armenian elbow. Yeah, I mean, I told him, <laughs> I, and I told him there's many more coming, you know. And nice. That happened. I don't think <laughs> that's then he the asked, guy you want to pick he, on. He though. actually asked to change a jersey with me after the game. So, Beautiful. Which was amazing. That's, that's a good nice. sign right there. Yeah. Are yeah. you a trash talker or no? Yes. Oh, I'll, I mean, not you, Edgar. I, I won't start. <laughs> I'll start joking with them. You know, like, you know, I'll be nice in the beginning, but if they piss me off, I'll destroy them. Like, you know, it's another funny story. I know we, uh, we when we played Slovakia, mm -hmm. you guys played, you guys remember those games, you know, that was a 4-0? 4-0, 3-1 and 4-0, four four zero, zero, yeah. you know. The first game we played was in Armenia, the 3-1. Game starts, and Martin Skrtel, you guys remember Liverpool defender mm -hmm. Skrtel, uh, bald guy tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was Red card Liverpool. specialist. Yeah, that guy. Game starts, and he starts just talking. Drawing. Oh, he's just, he's just going, going, at, going at me. What language are they talking to you? Russian, English. You know, he knew I was at Spartak. So he, I, I they was read up Russia. On so he knew I was in Russia. So he, he knew who I was. You know, they obviously do their uh, stats. research stats and stuff. Yeah. So, so he starts talking in Russian and English, just, just completely 
you know, it's just destroying games. Yeah. I mean, he's not cussing, but he's just making fun of you. You know, he's like, oh, he's who, talking shit. Basically. Like, who are you? Like, you know, a certain. Let me see things, that name you know, on the back. He goes, of yeah, jersey. how much money you make? He goes, you know, certain things that just pisses you <laughs> off. You know? and, oh, and before I had scored, before I scored, I kept telling him, listen, I go, bro, I go, you're here. I go, you're, you're way up here. I go, I'm here. Just don't worry Relax. about me. Yeah, I go, don't worry. I go, don't worry. I go, I go yeah, you're, you're superstar. I go, let me get your autograph after the game. Can I get your autograph after mm-hmm. the game? But at the same time, we're fighting and just destroying each other. You know, I'm elbowing him. He's pinching me. Everything. My <laughs> Achilles, my Achilles were bloody. Everything. My legs are all bloody, you know, because just yeah. standing there, he would just step on my, you know, foot. With the, yeah, on, on, with, on the cleats. The oh, wow. with the cleats and stuff. So we're just full. Dirty place. Yeah, we're both playing dirty, and you know. But I gave him the respect. I go, yeah, bro, you, you're amazing. You're you're superstar. Like, let me get your autograph after the game, you know. And then, but you weren't being sarcastic. You were, yeah. Or were I was you? using well, mental games. Okay. It's a mental, mental game. game. But okay. I was, you know, I was, and I, I kept telling him, I go, you're amazing. You're this. I go. The only thing I have is I'm fast, and the only thing you're gonna see is my back. Mm-hmm. I go. I promise you, that's the only thing you're gonna see is my back. And then. Five minutes later, he's in my back, looking at my back while I go and score the goal. Is that the one across the goal? The yeah, through the legs. Six. Yeah. Through the six yeah. yard line. Yeah, and then I make the keeper, you know. Um, and then I scored. And it was a field day after that. I just went <laughs> at it. I go, bro, I go, you got a little kid that's making $100,000 or Less. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I go, you got so much money, but you're that stupid that you couldn't even catch me. I go, you're old. And I started going at him. <laughs> and uh, after the game finishes, Slovakia runs off the field. Like, yeah. literally, referee blows. And they're out. And they're, they're out. out. Wow. They're embarrassed. They had just, you know. In Armenia. In Armenia. They run out of the field, and we won 3-1. And they're just embarrassed. You know, they couldn't stand it. Because they had just come from the World Cup, yeah, beat Italy. You know, I think. They did really good in their group stage. I think they got out. I'm not, if I'm not sure they got out of the group or not. But they, they're, they're, they've got this golden generation. You know, with well, the top 20 in the world at that yeah, time. Yeah, Hamshik and all those guys. So they run off the field. And we're like, all right, we celebrated. And then a couple months, a few months later, we're going to Slovakia. And before the game, a few days before, we start reading. Oh, we don't know who Armenia is. We don't even know certain players. You know, they're just, it's, it's mental game interviews we don't know who they are like where is armenia they're not even on the map you know and they're just trying to get to us and we're in slovakia we're just you know just we know what we could do and game starts and uh Shkertl is not saying a word to me <laughs> not one word you know i go what's up buddy i go good seeing you are you ready for round two and he's not answering he, he didn't say one word to me the During the game, game, the whole game, and we won 4 0. Embarrassed. In Slovakia. In Slovakia. And I scored the first goal in uh, in the second half. I remember them, the fans, Slovakian fans cheering for yeah. Armenia, literally cheering at the top. Of the yeah. So it was, it was crazy. 4 0, you know, after the game, we're celebrating in our locker room. And uh, that locker room in Slovakia, it was, you kind of go in the, into uh, through the door no you go through yeah through the tunnel and then you go into the door and i'm all the way in the back like i'm you can't see me when you go yeah. in the, you know where i'm sitting in a corner 
and then all of a sudden, all we see is, you know, Skirtle with a shirt off, and he's all tatted, you know, bald, tatted, Huge. walks into our locker room, and everybody just gets up ready to fight. Because we're like, the hell what is he doing here? Why, yeah. would he, why would he come into our locker room? Right. You know, he walks up, he comes in, and then he goes, where's Mofsisian? And everybody just ready to go. And I like, you know, I couldn't even get there before our other players are, you know, everybody thinks he's coming to fight. Yeah. You know, he comes in, he goes, come here, bro. Let's change jerseys. He goes, you earned my respect. I hope to see you in the English Premier League. He goes, you impressed me. Yeah. Why not English Premier League one day? It didn't happen. But you wanted that. I wanted, uh, had opportunities, but just timing was just wouldn't let me go. Oh, yeah. Well, Ando has a good question. He was actually saying, you know, how was it like playing for Spartak? It was amazing, you know, to play for for a huge club with such a big history, you know. A lot of professionals, a lot of players get, you know, play, become professionals, play their whole careers and never get to experience that playing for for a huge club. And Spartak you know, I believe it's the 17th or 18th biggest club in the world yeah. with their fan base and everything as a, as a club in, you know, history. So playing in, 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 in Moscow and Russia and being a Spartak fan, you know, in Russia, it's about, I would say, 95% Spartak fans. And then the rest of the teams come, you know, everybody After. gets half a percent, you know, when you look at it. In general, their 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 fan base. So everywhere we went, it was a home game for us. We had Spartak fans all through throughout Russia. So it Even was amazing. the smallest yeah. stadium. You it, had more Spartak. Yeah, how many? Red. How many? How many teams is Moscow broken up to? I know there's like there's Spartak Moscow, there's Tetska Moscow, there's a bunch La- of there's Lokomotiv, yeah, Lokomotiv, Dynamo that are in the um, in basically the that vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Mo- you know, Spartak Moscow was the big, the big boys, basically. It always everybody, been, yeah. yeah. It was, see, it's like <laughs> oh no, yeah. You can, especially Moscow. I mean, you got three, four big clubs: yeah. Spartak, Loko, mm-hmm. Lokomotiv, uh, CSKA, and Dynamo Moscow. Yeah. In Russia, I mean, it's Spartak, Dynamo next. Really? Yeah. Zenit so. next. Yeah, Zenit. Zen- yeah. Zenit in general, Zenit, and the, because you got a whole St. Petersburg is all Zenit. Zenit, yeah. Yeah, and then you could have, I mean, it's Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah, Kiev is next. From the past. No, Dynamo, no, Kiev Dynamo, is uh, Ukraine. A, Dynamo, Moscow. Moscow. Oh, Moscow, you're right. You yeah, said. where Berezovsky played. Yeah. Um, and then you could have the two local and CSK fight over who's third or fourth. But yeah, You just brought even. up a name. Berezovsky. Yeah. That's an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice Can you tell us a meet. couple things about him? That's someone. Oh, he's the nicest guy you'll meet, man. He's... What's his story? How does he end up being Armenia's national keeper? He was keeper? born in Armenia, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, Roma. <laughs> well, Google it. But I think he was born in Armenia. He's not Russian. No, he's not Armenian. He's he was just raised in Armenia. And he's coaching in Armenia right now? Yeah, he's with the national team. Okay. He's the coach, the goalkeeper, goalkeeper coach for the national team. And then I think I just read recently he went to Russia to be a coach. You know, a club, a club level. A club level, yeah. Okay. So, but I'm not sure. About it Born sure. in Yerevan, Armenia. No way. Mm. Yep. 
of, of uh, Ukrainian but, parents. Yeah. Wow. I call him Armenian. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, An Armenian cut his belly button, so <laughs> it's good enough for us, huh? Armen, Armen has a question for you. He yeah. wants to know if you're going to be playing for the Armenian national this September. Question um, everyone has, Euro. Hopefully. And I mean... Well, that's September's next month. Yeah. Much. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the way. Um, if I sign with the team, which I want to, because I'm still contracted with Salt Lake and it ends in December. So basically for me, in order to get a team, Salt Lake has to prove it. So we're working a few, on, on, a, on, a, on a couple of things, but, um, you know, hopefully sooner than later, I'll get a team and, you know, get to train and play and get fit. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm fit playing, then yes, which, you know, I want to be. So certain things have to fall in place in order to, for that to happen. You know, if it happens, then we will, I will. But um, So yeah. when you play for like a Salt Lake or if you contracted with them, there's no conflict uh, national team, no. To play for a national no, team. No, no, national team, it's it's like playing, you know, in the NBA and then playing for Team USA. Mm-hmm. It's you priority, know? right? No, it's, it's not mm-hmm. priority. It's different dates. It's not, It doesn't overlap. They never overlap. Yeah, it other. never overlaps. You know, international, that's international play. That's international. So whenever international games start, uh, club teams have a break or they just don't play there's no games they might train the team that's have... crazy but sometimes you have like friendlies or something yeah. during the mls it's because season, right? it's because you got the european and mls uh on two different schedules yeah that's why european international games overlap with mls yeah. so you know in 2016 17 when i went back i think it overlapped with the game when i was on mls oh. so so yeah. you flew out and then flew oh, back yeah. oh how much oh, flying do you do? How how, how does that flying. affect your body? It does. It affects. That's a, lot. a part of being a professional, exactly. too, which we don't think about as the regular yeah, public. I mean, we don't think about. You know, especially when you get older, and it's it's difficult. You know, taking a two hour, twelve hour flight or seventeen hour flight from, I went from Chicago to to um, Armenia, and then we had a game three four days later, and that was the the the. Uh, Gibraltar game, mm. and then I went back for the market, uh, the Gibraltar away when I scored four goals. Holy yeah, shit. so I went to from Chicago to Moscow or Qatar, Qatar, Armenia. Two days later, we flew five or six hours to Gibraltar, and then two days later we played, and then next day I returned back to Chicago another 20 something hour flight and Jeez. then a day or two days later we had a game <laughs> it gets yeah. you you know it, it just the next game is in toronto you have, <laughs> it makes you get old man so you it had makes, more time in the air than on the ground you do yeah you do and i mean speaking of traveling and stuff you're married yes you have three kids yes how does this how does it affect the family i mean you got international time you got mls i mean all this traveling going on Wife, kids. I mean, yeah. how does how do you juggle Face all this? Best <laughs> <laughs> friends, Facetime. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it comes with the territory and it comes with the sacrifice. As I was talking about, you know, getting to be a professional, and uh, you know, it's it's difficult, man, especially when you have kids that are just getting older by day, and you're missing so many things. You know, it's 
it's just insane, man, and sad. That's another sacrifice. It is. It is. That's for me. That's the biggest sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that could beat replacing uh, time with your kids. Time with your kids. You know, my two older kids. I have, you know, three kids. My son Arman is nine years old, and then my daughters Ida seven, and my little daughter Rita, three, three and a half. Um, And the two older ones, it was. You know, I missed a lot. I missed a lot. This was back in Spartak, Krasnodar, you know, I missed a lot of, I missed almost every, you know, event. Birthdays, every, birthdays all that stuff. You know, thank God my son's birthday was uh, December 25th, which is the same day as my wife's birthday. And normally, Christmas. which is Christmas. So, you know, always December, the month of December, January, you're off, you know, especially in Europe here. Off season, yeah. So mm. that, that's when I was in LA or that's when I was with my family. But normally, you know, every time, wherever I lived, even in, you know, Sweden, we lived there for four months, I take my family with them, with me. So wow. they always live wherever I go. So that's a great experience for them, too. It is. It is. You know, it, it, it was great. It's great for them, especially for the kids, you know. Uh, so, yeah, but it's still difficult, you know. And you have a great partner by yourself. Yeah, to man. Do I mean, all this. You, you can know, never do my this wife. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's 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 a super superhero. I mean, she does. The things she's done, you know, it's just amazing. When you raise two kids alone in in a country that you don't know, like in Russia, you know, she raised two of her kids, two older ones, in Russia alone. Oh, wow. So, I mean, yeah. If you don't have that support, forget Impossible. it. Yeah, forget it. And, I mean, I'm there was gotta... a, and I'm assuming there was a language barrier with her oh, as yeah. well. And <laughs> Rosetta Stone. <laughs> there you go, man. She, she studied Russian. Uh, comes out, right? She, yeah, we, we Did the kids go to the Russian school or English? they went to an English school in Russia. Okay. Yeah, but uh, they don't speak Russian. They only speak Armenian and English. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they went to an English school, and I try to, you know, make it easier for them as much as possible. So I put them in a private school in Russia, and it, you know. And, it was different because in Moscow, you play for the most famous team, so you're gonna be recognized. Yeah, you know, and you're gonna be everybody's know no everybody knows who you are, and it's either you they love you or they just hate Reach. you and just want to get you. And with me, it's always been that way. You know, it's either you like me or you don't. don't. You know, same way with me. Either I like you or I don't. Yeah. You know, there's no middle ground and I'm not going to, you know, and so it was interesting, you know, you yeah, keep the kids and the family and the wife private. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. I mean, you try to protect them and yeah. it's not always everything. easy, though. It's never it's an not, easy thing. It's I mean, not. You have a one bad game and a oh. bunch of people write you know, stuff that offends the family. Man. It's insane, man. I mean, especially at Spartak, talking about Spartak and the pressure. My first game, I scored three goals. My first game for Spartak. Nobody That's had done insane. it before. I scored a hat-trick. Hat-trick on your first game. You know, the next day I read, you know, if he scored three, he better score four the next game. <laughs> That's the That's the expectations. Wow. So That's it's insane. not like, you know, good job. It's like, okay, I want to see you score four yeah. next game. Love or else don't praise him. Yeah. I mean, NBA stars and NFL stars here don't understand what they have, really. 
like being an athlete in Russia is like completely different beast uh, than yeah, being in it, the it NBA, is. you know? Yeah. They they have like six security guards. You don't have all that over there. You got to take care of your own. Yeah. Pamela has a she has a comment for you as well. Uh looks like she's a fan. She would welcome you back to Real Salt Lake anytime you're up. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag #Ura14. I, I mean, you know, I love RSL fans, you know, I love my fans in in Salt Lake and they were one of the best and you know big shout out to 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 all the people in salt lake that supported me and still support me you know um so thank you very much where are we at on the time mark just in case facebook decides to kick us off man let it go it's only an hour and three minutes we have plenty of okay you you mentioned earlier about whether or not you're you you'd be fit to play or not so what is i mean kind of give us a breakdown of uh in terms of preseason, during season, postseason, off season, what is your schedule like in terms of training? What type of shape are you in? Are you always ready to go? Does it take some time to be ready to play for a national or for a club? Yeah. Or, um, what like a week in the life of Uram of seasons? In, in general, your- in general, you know, um, just everything in general is easier when you're younger. So you get fitter quicker, you, you're fit, you know, it's a lot quicker. Recovery. Recovery, so much quicker, everything. When you get older, it becomes way more difficult, especially having eight or nine surgeries on my right knee. Wow. Yeah, on one knee. So it becomes difficult, you know, and having all the, everything that I have on, on, on my body and all the injuries, you know, um, it becomes a lot more difficult, you know, so... Now, just in general, when you start a camp season, you know, you usually do about a month, month and a half of preseason, which starts off, you know, first couple of weeks is mostly, you know, you do a lot of physical stuff. So not a lot of running, just running around uh, as we used to do before, um, but a lot of very tough physical work. It's like strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning yeah. you know, two times a day. Uh, so it's a lot of just getting you as tired as possible the first couple of weeks. And then you get to play games, friendly games where... Chemistry uh, comes in. Yeah, and then you start building, you know, that long distance, playing games, getting fit yeah. uh, in-game. And nobody's ever going to get fit just by running, just so you guys know in soccer. Nobody does. Honestly, you have to play games to understand, to have a feel for the game and to have a feel for that 60 minutes, 90 minutes, how you feel, how you're going to feel in the you know, 88 minute. Contact. You know, exactly. And you have to sprint fully in the yeah. 94th minute. Like, you don't get that by just running around or just doing, you know, physical running. or So... Normally, that's, you know, just about how we do it, how I've done it mostly, you know, about a month and a half, sometimes, you know, a month and three weeks. Um, in MLS, it's a bit longer because you have a bigger break and, you know, you start preseason. Shorter early. season? Mm-hmm. MLS has a shorter season? Yeah. Yeah. MLS just plays through the season. Like MLS starts in April or March and plays through until December. In Europe, you start in August or September, and it goes, and then yeah, all it the goes way to, to like... December, and then you take a break mid-season, and then you start back up in you know February, March. So it's it works out yeah. a little differently. And not to mention, like if you're a, if you're in uh, if you're in Europe, like Europe, if you're in the Champions League or if in Europa League, yeah. 
You're, you have more games on top of that oh, as yeah. well. So, yeah, like, Henry through. had to deal with that with Manchester. He had Yeah, you play through December and then yeah. you start in January, especially yeah. in England, man. It's... Your honor is watching. <laughs> Who's honor is watching? My honor. Oh, Vartan. Vartan is watching. Vart, privet. There you go. <laughs> so, Aram uh, uh, had a question. He was saying, Euro, what's your favorite club team and your least favorite club team? My favorite club team in the world is Real Madrid. And then your least? Least favorite club team. Oh, man. What kind of question? <laughs> least. <laughs> um, I mean, I could probably name you a couple of club teams after I retire. But... <laughs> well, <laughs> right. well, I don't like so, which leads to another question I had. Knowing your personality and you love the game at the end of the day, where do you see yourself after retirement? We have a few good years in you. When we expect Ooh. a lot in Armenia, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's... Where do you honestly, see yourself? I've been trying to answer that question for the past year for myself. Nothing yet. And, yeah, I can't. I can't decide right now. Which also means you have a lot of game left. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, I guess if you... It's not time. It's not time yeah. to... Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think any professional athlete ever really truly wants to retire, right? I mean... No, some of From them. what I've seen, even with other sports, NBA, UFC, NFL, yeah. it's some more so. Some people do it in a. There's athletes that have the ability to get to be a professional, mm -hmm. and they do it not really wanting to do it, and they're great at it, but you they know, don't have that love. But yeah, he, but he has. There's also, uh, you know, for me, I don't know, maybe I'm weird or just the way <laughs> I think. Again, <laughs> don't worry, they can't hear it, bro. They can't hear it. <laughs> Um, Take a couple of stats out of it. Don't and I will, I've always thought about why I'm playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I've always told myself, I'm not going to be one of those old guys that is just, that everybody hates that he's on the field and just, you know, says, come on, dude, like retire already. Yeah. And he's making just for a couple, you know, he's just playing for a couple thousand or just, just to play another year longer. Yeah. And the way I think is, Anytime I can't make a difference, if I feel like I can't make a big, positive, yeah. big difference, positive difference, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to play around for, you know, whatever. Because if I'm, I'm going to be on the, on the field, then I better be able to yeah. make a difference one way or another. If I'm not going to be good enough or strong enough to, to actually make a difference and help the team, then I will stop. So I think that will come, you know, I don't, I don't see myself playing until 40. Mm -hmm. You know, some people just, you know, just continue playing just because they're physically able to. And instead of, you know, going and working at a different job, they just continue playing but, uh, and just to make money. But I won't do that. Like, I just... You're not, self, you're not selfish, man. I'm not, not only that, but I, if I know there's somebody else better than me, playing on my team i'm not gonna right. take his spot yeah because i was that young player that needed a, needed yeah needed to get through and needed an opportunity and my opportunity actually it's actually sad and we talked about this yeah, outside. outside my opportunity came when one of our players <laughs> scored a goal and did a backflip broke his ankle in la did a backflip and the goal got called off oh, it was shoot. offside yeah, it's been the luck, yeah. you know, oh and that, God. and then the you know substitution. Our substitution happened, and this was actually against LA Galaxy here, 
and I scored two goals that game. Yeah. I came in, you know, 10 minutes later, I scored, and that was my first double-digit goals mm-hmm. game, and that was my break. But, it, you know, it mine happened in a, you know, an unusual way, but I'm not going to let it get to that point where <laughs> other young players are like, dude, come on, break yourself. Break <laughs> yeah, yourself. Break seriously, bro. <laughs> you know? I remember they, that back heel goal. What, what year was that back heel, that just stunning back heel? I think that was Off uh, the corner. first game. First game. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you, bro. Don't worry about it. They can't hear it. <laughs> By the way, what, what I'm saying, it, when, when you touch the mics, it makes a banging yeah. noise. You guys can't hear it. We could hear it. So you, you're serious about them not they being cannot they can't hear it. They, they can't hear it. Don't worry. Really? So I, looked, I, I went back and looked at it. Why am I so cautious? So I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't feel bad. I mean, it, here's the thing. Don't, don't, don't go and just banging that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, don't worry about it. Every time it happens, I feel bad. So I shouldn't Don't worry about it, man. Because when you talk about retirement, I mean, I can imagine if you, if as a since you were a little kid, you've woken up at four or five a.m. to train, and you're doing this for twenty, twenty-five, thirty years. It's like you don't know anything else outside of exactly. training, right? Yeah. How do you, at that point, just mentally prepare yourself to be like, okay, now I'm gonna go live like a normal human being and eat what I want and do what I want? Because you, when you talk about sacrifice and the twenty-four hour commitment, it is all about from your strict diet to the training to sleep to everything, right? Yeah. It's not just, well, we'll just show up and play like a bunch of you know, yeah, friends and it call is. the day. It honestly is. And you don't know, like I said, for a year, you know, I've been trying to figure out what am I going to do after, you know, uh, because the situation I was in or I'm in, it's, it's it, it, it's very you know up and down up in you don't the air. know up in the air right yeah now. up in the air like it's it's still up in the air you know and so you know i was trying to think oh like is it time should i get into coaching should i become a coach should i become i don't know i can't answer it like honestly and i keep talking to my family my friends you know and yeah. i still can't come up with it you're not ready to retire which apparently that's why, you know, because I'm trying to force a second, you know, a career that it's, it's just not there yet. And that, which means I should be playing. So I think everything happens for a reason. And I believe if that's the way it happens, that means I'm going to play, I'm going to continue playing unless something happens again. So. And we, we hope to see yeah, you Yeah, which is there, what man. your fans Thank are hoping you. for. Every, yeah, every game I get to see you out there is just more exciting. Thank just, you. Another proud are me and cheering you Thank on my you. I really your whole career, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have a lot of questions, actually, for yeah. you. Uh, Arman wanted to know, who's your favorite Armenian player? Favorite Armenian player ever? I mean... He didn't say ever or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> Arman, it's a tough question, man. I mean... I mean Asking a question like that to a, to a soccer professional soccer player is no, kind of weird. I could give you I could give you the obvious that you know option. Who's the best Armenian player? And everybody, it, it's a that's an easy answer. Heno uh-huh. is easy. the best, right? But who's my favorite Armenian player? Robert well, Arzumanian. Yeah. He was he's he was he was that's one of the defender. smartest, like one of the smartest defenders a guy that would read the game Perfect. insanely yeah he was yeah he was he's, he's and he, he played was for a long time right 
Uh, no, he had issues. Uh, yeah, the we same had, issues we had, Zero we had, had. The same issues. They ran easily. He retired, so but uh, he hadn't played a year or two before that. But he, he grew up in the Armenia. He, uh, he grew up in Armenia and with the club up, levels yeah. from Heno early on. Yeah, right? yeah, they're the same um, class. Class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. They class, grew so. up in the small club together. Or yeah, uh, but favorite man. That's a tough one. Favorite Armenian. You want to skip it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think you can answer that yeah, question. Well, well, it's a tough question. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, uh, speaking of Henry, there was a comment about, from uh, Yervan that he would love to see you play alongside Mkhitaryan at Arsenal. <laughs> at Ars- yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe, well, maybe the Armenian national team. Armenian national team. I, I think it's a great one-two punch, man. You got a great midfielder and you got a great striker. It's 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 great chemistry. Hopefully, you need hopefully. more than that in soccer. We all know that. Yeah, it takes eleven players, no matter. It does. Abs- does. Yeah, I know. Ask. National level. I mean, come on, MLS. You can get away with some stuff early MLS years. Yeah, you were getting no, away. No, I mean with some stuff. today. Today in soccer, if you have ten and a half players, you're, you're done. done. You, you know, you it. got ten and whatever. You're done. Because that other 11, team will or pick actually, your... if you don't have all eighteen players, the guys coming off bench, you're done. Exactly. So, you know, especially with our national team, I'm telling you, it's not, we're not the most talented. We're not the most, um, I don't know, the fastest or the strongest, but we had the most guts when we were on the field. Definitely. Yeah. That's it. I mean, when, when I would get on the field and I'm the only talking about myself, I knew there was nobody that was going to stop me. I knew that there was no defender that was going to slow me down or, you know, or just put me down. Just getting on the field and knowing you're going to play for Armenia, knowing you're going to play for everybody, your family, your, your, your race. There's no better feeling than making them proud and, you know, just lay it all out on the line. Exactly. So, So, but me going into the game, it was that confidence that, and you know this term got really uh, popular. Duch, Duchov, Duchov. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I would every every time I would say it like, Duchov like, get up and play, man. What Basically, are you have of? some balls. Like, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's nothing you should be afraid of because, you know, if somebody tries to slow you down, I'm gonna be there to help you. And if somebody comes after me. Other guys are going to be there. Other teammates, you know, are, we're all going to be together. So, yeah. uh, and you could see that from all the fights we were in. You know, it's, <laughs> in Bulgaria, we got what five red cards, three red cards. Yeah, but it, the whole team was there fighting. Yeah, you, know? you back each other up. Basically. Exactly. That was, that was one of the nicest goals with the, over the goalie, right? Yeah. Did that it, hit someone and go over? Um, might have. Watch the. Or it was a nice. It was. <laughs> it, it was, was a nice. It was wet, so it could have. I mean, I. Don't I mean you don't really look? You flicked at, it over the goalie, yeah. but I feel like it moves. It, I, something. I think it did. It might have hit a shin or something. That was a nice but one, I over the goalie. Wanted to do that, so it. That's not it. that's not easy at that speed. It just yeah. you make it look easy at yeah. that speed. It no, just it was. I mean, we had just you know that year was when we went to Bulgaria and lost one zero. Yeah, and got five red cards or three red cards uh, against them over there and on a big fight and. So we needed to beat Bulgaria. No, 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 it's no, not no. Bulgaria. No, no, it's not. It's not 
Romania. That's not, sorry. No, I was yeah, they're Romania. not run by Armenians. No, they had they had the Karamian brothers uh, uh, playing in Romania, but it, I don't think it's run by Armenia. No, I don't know. They're I, not. Part you want me to look it up? I can look it up. The guy, their uh, soccer federation main guy, born in uh, Romania, Armenian guy. And I saw him on the Armenian, that, you know that show, uh, Armenians of the Famous World? Yeah. I um, saw him on there. Could be. I mean, I can't say. Could be. Anyway. Uh, we talked about something before the podcast began. And I, wanna, I would love to jump into this because it was something where uh, a lot of gossip was going around. A lot of rumors were going around. A lot of shit was basically talked with the whole Armenian national team. And, oh, uh, you know what? We don't need Hura. We don't want Hura. Oh, Hura's this, Hura's that. Dude, what the hell happened? Um, a lot happened and uh, a lot happened that shouldn't have happened and um, you know and it's actually very sad everything that happened and uh, you know and I won't go into details and I won't because for me the past is the past Yeah, and time will tell and everything happens for a reason so Everything that happened at the end, the outcome of the situation proved that, you know what, I was right or I had no fault in it. When people make accusations of you for, for certain things, you know, it's not, it's not right when you, just because, you know, you can't. Publicly defend yourself, maybe? No, you can. I, I could publicly defend no, myself. Probably, I mean, yeah. it's it, it wasn't because of, uh, you know, I couldn't defend myself or anything. It's just, it was just sad, you know. And I honestly, I just ignored the hell out of it. Simple as that. It wasn't worth my time to think about it. The only sad part was that our soccer got hurt by that. Yeah. Armenian soccer got punished by certain people deciding they were you're above you're everything. You're so nice right now. Why are you just saying certain people? You know, Come on. It's because... <laughs> we all know who was responsible. It's Whoever like, it was. Like I, doesn't you know, matter. You know, like I said, I, I'm always a... You know, I will tell you as it is, you know, and I will, I will never, ever talk smack or talk, talk Behind bad, me. you know, after a person. So if I have something to say... I will say to the person when I see him or if I see him. So I'm never going to, you know, take the microphone and talk about somebody being thousands of miles away. I will never do that. You know, I'm never going to, yeah, put anybody down on a microphone knowing that person is not in front of me. And can't defend themselves. Yeah, can't defend themselves. And the complete opposite was happening to you, basically. It was. It, and it was. was. And not just to me, you know. It ha- you know, it happened to uh, Robert. Robert, too, and uh, Gaspar. But for me, we have a saying in Armenian, and you guys know the 40 days. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want for 40 days, and then it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. It comes it up is. on the surface. It is. It will come up on the surface. And everything that was said about us, you know, I know one thing, if you're, um, anything you do, no matter what it is, you can't hide from it. If you do something bad, 
you can't hide. If you do, if you make a mistake, you will never hide. One day it will come out. One mm-hmm. day it will, it will, it, somebody will say something. Somebody will know something. Somebody will, you know, it will come out. And when all that stuff was happening, you know, it was just, it was a pity for me. It was just sad for me to see the way people were talking, what they were saying. It was just sad for me knowing those people that they would even, you know, I had a different view. I had, a, I, you know, I had respect for certain people. I had respected certain people before that, you know, and they come and basically, you know, talk about things that is out of this world. Like, honestly, it's just. You don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> of course I don't know. I mean, you can't talk about things this day and age about the games you know they were talking about you can't talk about oh he didn't give 100 percent during the game like like did you have a a, a monitor on you that read my percentage it's a video like, game yeah like just because you can control certain people and you could tell certain people what to do you can't doesn't mean you could tell everybody what to do and you're above everything yeah like mm-hmm. I actually respect myself. So nobody's ever going to talk down to me. Yeah. Talk straight to me and, you know, tell me as it is. If I made a mistake, and the, the funniest part about this whole situation is, you know, when they were, when they were saying how I um, went go-kart running, r- riding, uh-huh. yeah. you know, and uh, I've never gone go-kart running in my life. <laughs> Honestly, I've never ever, you know, especially not in. You want to go with the wiseness, bro? What 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 was their point of bringing? I mean, what is go kart riding? It was just, you know, honestly. Like he's just playing around. He's not taking it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, it was just plain and simple. Somebody had to get blamed for our bad results. Yeah. And somebody had to take, you know, the 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 fall. the, The fall. And, you know, if they can't take the fall, then they got to put it on somebody else. And then who's that someone else? I mean, that's not. You're the someone else. They decided to bring it out. We got, got, you know, me and Rob got blamed for team failures. You know, like it's a a whole team. When you lose, you lose as a team. When you win, you win as a team. Yes, it was a bad run of games we had at those times five six but games. it's yeah. like it happens though of course it happens, it happens. It happens. we're all humans it. exactly it happens but at the same time you know when you're when you tell people that oh especially the france game you know saying that oh he didn't you know you know him and robert him and robert uh didn't want to play the game you know they 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 uh just didn't want to play the national team game and i'll tell you this for the first time that that france game me and Robert went into the camp injured, and we had spoken to our coach, Sako Hotsepian was the coach at that time. At that time. Yeah. Interim, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess. And Sako knew we were not going to play in France so friendly because we had a game three days afterwards against uh, uh, Albania. Oh, yeah. Our, everybody knew. Everybody on the team knew. Me and Robert were not going to play that game. 
Yeah. Because we were injured. I had gotten injured the Denmark game a month before uh, when wow. we played Denmark in, yeah. in Armenia. That's when I got, when I tore my hamstring. And then I went to Spartak. I recovered. Didn't, didn't, yeah, recovered. Didn't barely recovered. And then the last game, the last club game before we came to the national team, I played for Spartak, you know, I, you, just so I can go to the oh, national nice team. Because if you don't play, you, they will not release you. So I went out there and I played so I can go to the national team game. And, you know, we spoke to the coach, you know, when you arrive and you plan your, your, your training, you know, week, trainings. You know, I spoke to him, I, and we both agreed that France, it was, it's a friendly game. So nothing France, behind it. France, there was no, there's nothing we were playing for in France. But three days later, we had a qualifier, qualifier against Albania. Which was more important. Which was way more important. So we in had many agreed, ways more important. Oh, but yeah. I mean, we had agreed that, you know, me and Robert won't play France. Sako had asked us just to travel with them, just to be with the team. Moral support. Mm -hmm. Moral yeah. support and everything. So we flew three days before the game, two days before the game, knowing we're not going to play. You know, and the coach knew, the whole staff knew, everybody knew we were not going to play. Everybody knew we were not going to play. And when I say everybody, top everybody, to bottom. top to bottom, I had personally spoken to all of them that, you know, I'm not going to play this game and everything. And afterwards they get out and they say, oh, they didn't want to play. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's these type of things, you know, when they tell you something and then they go and say something else, that's, it's that's childish, sad. childish silly it, it, things, it, man. If, so, you, if yeah. you actually knew, I mean, it's ridiculous. How, how does that, that's why I didn't answer because how, why, how, why how, answer to that? How does that affect the chemistry of the whole team when people are actually broke going the whole behind? team? What do you mean? I mean, you honest. guys get to see it yourself. Yeah, those years. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Like, you don't need to I, say anything on that. It's just it broke the team in a sense. You know? It was uh, when we were watching it at the time. Armenia soccer club was actually at an uprise, and we were going up. Yeah, we had a couple of bad games as far as um, you know ties, losses, and all that stuff. But dude, there was the team's chemistry was on par. Everything was going great. Buddy. And then all of a sudden. People's egos got in the way, and it was like, oh, you know what? We're up here now. I could tell all these guys that are they're, they're just players. It's yeah. like, no, man, that's not how it works. You're it's like a pee. It's like, I know it is, but it's like a peon system. You know what I mean? I mean, sorry to say it, but it is. It's like you think you're on top, and you get to just pee on everybody else. No, it's supposed to be vertical. I mean, the other way around. I'm sorry. So the Euro 2012s, you guys, Ireland, Armenia, that game. You were amazing with the assist. Henrik scored the long Armenian goal what did you think at the end of the I day mean, with that ref we all know the story but you know is there more yeah, behind it or not no it's just a simple mistake yeah it's a you know it's a you need to understand you guys need to understand in soccer everything happens so fast it's true. so fast and uh, just a little idea if you have going before you know starting the game and you you know if you think about something else before you start a game it's 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 different so maybe i don't know maybe the ref had you know obviously the ref knew about the france beef or the ireland before how ireland got they didn't sure. make it to the euros or world cup i don't know it, but 
everything happens so fast and he's got to make a decision referees that is one of the toughest jobs in the world man because you got to see everything now like you don't have time to decide you have to either see it or take the best guess well don't we wish there was var back then (laughs) exactly and and the way it happened you know it just it's tough for the referee i don't i don't know yeah it sucks it 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 hurt big time hurt i mean it it was a 180 it was a handball on the irish player and he doesn't call that handball and he calls a gives a red card to berzowski and gets him out of the game yeah and then that Ireland moves on to qualifies for a year where Armenia should have qualified. Mm. And they had him beat, man. I mean, yeah. that's where I literally had a surgery and I watched that game. I think it was yeah. it was a prime Armenian team. Yeah, yeah was that was prime Armenian team. That year was when we started. Or 2011, right? 11, 12, yeah. That game was yeah. in 12. So that was 11. Where, where do you October see the 11. Armenian team right now? And right how, now, how are they going to be climbing up? It's, you know, Armenia is always... We've got talent. We've got a lot of talent, natural talent. And we've got a talented mind. We've got talented minds as soccer players. You know, a lot, we've got a lot of smart soccer players. And I believe that with this new structure that they've put in with a new federation, you know, with the direction it's going, I mean, I could see that becoming very successful because, you know, now there is the, you know, when you hire certain people for certain positions, certain specialists for certain positions, you know, that's very good. You know, when you have, when you don't have, you know, uh, all different aspects of, building soccer building youth because you know men's team men's soccer and youth is developing players is completely different youth developing youth our problem has always been you know developing youth we've always had good youth like our kids are very good when they're really young and then when get when they get to that you know 14 to 15 yeah 16 15 16 to 19 20 that's when you know a lot of them fall they don't take take that next step. So hopefully, you know, with with our with the direction it's going and that amount of energy and resources that are being put in into youth Armenian youth and mm-hmm. our all of Armenia. All of Armenia, not just the capital, not just Lenagan or the all villages of Armenia, too. the villages, yeah. everything. They're building new they're building new uh, the, stadiums out of Oh yeah, they, the Federation has I I believe they're building a dozen or even Maybe you know more. a couple dozens of fields and they're just giving it to the, the regions yeah. to the regions of the villages and stuff so awesome. i think i believe now you've got the right people at the right positions that are given doing, the chance they're going to get this to where yeah, you want it and, to be and and they're they're you know they're given it the chance now and they're 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 being given the chance and our you know federation president he's actually put the the people in position, people that actually know about that position in position, and you know, you've got a friend, you've got a, a Spanish specialist, uh, the guy who built Spanish football, or one of the people that 
Put build Spanish mm-hmm. football. You know, they brought him over to Armenia and he's going to, you know, he's working, helping the Federation. So hopefully, you know, next, I would say six five, to ten years. six, ten years. We'll see the we results. can see actual yeah. difference and results. So I think the biggest factor or the biggest thing that our kids or the youth can take away are players like you and some of the other guys on the national team to look up to because you guys achieved something that Armenia has not achieved for quite some time. And it was basically, you know, playing on a high level with world-class teams where, you know, these Armenian kids could look at you guys and say, you know what? Europe played for Spartak. He played for all these club teams. I can do it as well. And dude, yeah. it's, it's, it, I hope, I hope, I hope not only the kids here, but the kids in Armenia look up to you guys and can achieve something where, you know, not to bash you guys though, but achieve something higher than you and all the other players because oh, it's yeah. something where you will be an inspiration to all of them. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, my dad actually used to always say, and this is, you know, he always his his saying was, uh, you know, the son or the child has to be better than their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the generations just to change generations, just to go forward as a generation. You know, in your family and our family. So, but. That is also in, you know, sports and a culture in our Armenian culture. Uh, our DNA is made like that. Yeah. No, know, everybody's. If, if, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if our, if the younger generation doesn't do better than what we did. Yeah. It's lost. And we're. It's uh, like in work when they used to say the student has to surpass the master. master otherwise yeah. the master failed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, and now they have all the opportunities. They're given everything now. Children have, you know, the best fields, the best everything. So, yeah, it's a different generation, and you can't blame the kids. You know, you can't blame our kids for being in the electronic and cell phone uh, generation. Mm -hmm. We have to evolve. We as parents have to evolve and get better at being. How do we? Yeah, how do we get past that and you know keep them off of it or teach them to be more proactive when it comes to stuff like that? Yeah, exactly, and. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of children, are any of your kids uh, athletically inclined or play any yeah. sports or have those aspirations? Yeah. yeah. So my son started playing again and he had stopped for a year. So about five months ago, I took him back to soccer. And, uh, and but before that, for about a year, I took him out because he he didn't want to play you know he just didn't want to play and uh, i think it was the pressure i think it was the pressure for that i we put in my family it was the pressure that i put on him it was the pressure that uh, he's your son he's my son <laughs> which, which is big. at the end you know right before i took him out i took him to the park and we were playing and i knew he just didn't want to do it so i started talking to him and he just didn't want to didn't want to tell me you know, I was like, why, Armand? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you not playing? Why are you not committed 100%? And so at the end, I broke through. Yeah. And he said, I don't want to disappoint you. Oh, shit. That's why he, he's continuing to play. And, you know, I told him, listen, you don't have to do anything for me. I want you to do what you want to do. And so that's why I took him out of soccer. And so for about a year, I didn't mention anything about soccer. And then he has to go back. But 
that year was actually for me it was for my family me and my wife was interesting because i'm guessing he thought that if he didn't go to soccer he would have more screen time or playstation time or whatever he would have more time mm -hmm. to do whatever he wants nobody he didn't no. <laughs> no. rather go to soccer than do that homework, yeah, but huh? now now he's yeah he goes and my daughter started playing daughter too. Plays. yes because i mean she's just a athlete she's just you know she's got so much passion for soccer that i couldn't forgive myself for not letting my daughter play you know and is your youngest or older daughter? Middle. Older. Middles. Yeah. She's a middle child. Yeah, yeah, middle okay. child. Uh, and, you know, I took her to GFC here. Arthur, son, Arthur's there, Yeah, right? Arthur's there. Yeah. So, and she loves it. She does it with so much passion that I'm like, you She's know, taking honestly, after dad, basically. Yeah. I mean, That's that a big passion. Pride, right? My son doesn't have that passion. But my son, you know, my son is progressing. Skill-wise. Yeah. He, he's got it in him. He's progressing at a good speed, but he's talented, you know, and I just need to put my anger inside of him, the anger <laughs> that I have, you know, inside of him so he yeah. can actually play. He's too nice. He's, yeah, he's a nice, he's a nice kid. I mean, he's. So for parents that are watching out there, because I've noticed the last few years, a lot of these um, kind of academies have popped up, these small little clubs all over the place. Yeah. And. So for parents watching that want their kids to get be more involved into soccer and maybe eventually pay, play professionally um, or to have the option to play professionally, what what is your recommendation in terms of what age do they start? What are the steps to take? Um, um, you know, it's very, it's, it's difficult to say, you know, and I guess I've seen different ages you know you have a lot of you know south american mexican a lot of you know kids that play from three four years old and then but you also have kids that start at six five six mm -hmm. so it's very difficult to say when to start but you would know when your kid is ready to want to go and the only thing i can say is and as a parent, as a professional soccer player, but at the same time as a parent, that I put too much pressure on my son or there was too much pressure, and I'm not usually the one that will go and just scream, you know, that my situation already brought pressure to my kids playing. Um, I would just say let the professionals, let the coaches do what they know how to do. You know, and uh, just make sure your kid is having fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he's not smiling, you know, two, three weeks in a row during practice, then there is an issue. So I would say just make sure they're 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 having fun. Make sure they're you know, don't give them freebies. Like you know, when if they make mistakes or if they don't want to train or something, don't you know, don't cave in. Yeah, don't, don't let him let okay. him always. Don't tell him it's okay. Don't give him a price for second. You know, you know, yeah. being a loser. Nine, about nine place ribbon. ribbon. Nine place ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> you were the last winner. <laughs> yeah. So, but hold him, hold him accountable. But at the same time, give him the support. Right. Yeah. Support him because 
you know, for my son, when he asked to go back, he asked if we're going to be there at the games because that's how he gets excited when me or my wife are there at the games. And he he's super excited and loves playing when we're there. When we're not there, you know, he's yeah. no fire. Yeah. No fire. Exactly. So support your kids. My parents supported me when I played. You know, if I didn't have my, the support of my parents, my whole family, I wouldn't have played. Yeah. You know, and uh, I play today. One of the biggest reasons is my brother, my older brother. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you guys know a lot of uh, that story, but when we came to the U.S., we didn't play for about six months. There was no club team. We didn't know anything. And we started working at a supermarket. Um, me and my brother, my brother okay. started and then... No, there was a supermarket in Pasadena. Mm. And we started working there 12, 14 hours a day, you know, just bagging and doing whatever, helping out. What age is this at? What, 14, 13, 14? 14, wow. Yeah. He was a couple years older. Yeah, he's a couple years older. And then one day, um, once my dad uh, saw some friends and started asking around about soccer team, you know, where he can play soccer and stuff. Uh, one of my dad's friends said, okay, we found the soccer team. But at the same time, one of us had to work to support our family. You know, and my dad couldn't say, okay, you're going to get out, you're going to play or vice versa, you mm -hmm. know, so he couldn't cut either of his hands himself, you know. Mm -hmm. So my older brother, most of which, uh, you know. He took the sacrifice. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, he took the sacrifice and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to continue working and supporting family. Wow. You can just. You know, you could get off not working. He bit the bullet for you, basically. He did. He did. You know, and wow. that's sacrifice. So yeah. if your family doesn't sacrifice for you, yeah. you Impossible. need a miracle. Yeah. And Jenny has a comment which kind of touches more on what you brought up is, you know, a lot of parents either try to vicariously live through their kids. Oh, he's going to be a soccer player. He's going to be a football player. Don't push them. Like you said, if they're not into it, yeah. they're not having fun, they're not enjoying it. Just because you weren't the professional soccer player, don't try to live oh, that dream through your kids. Yeah, that's it's, even worse than yeah. just, you know, just pushing them too much, you know, yeah. when you want to, yeah. I think you see it in a lot of kids as well. When you go to, like, some of these youth youth academies and yeah. these youth games like AYSOs and stuff, when you see some of these kids run and when the ball's on their feet, mm -hmm. you can you tell can right tell. away, you're like, okay, this kid, there's something special yeah. about him. Mm -hmm. And then there's the kids where it's like, all right, Johnny, good, come on, get on the field. And then, you know, little Johnny's out there. You throw the ball, it's always like. Yeah, it hits him in the face. He's like, are we playing basketball? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. And my thing is when you see the kid and they have so much protection on this kid, you feel like it's not a soccer player. They have these damn goggles on the kid's face. They have the, you know, check hat Even on. Bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it was this one. I, my cousins played for AYS, so we went to this. I went to one of their games, and uh, that's this a kid, waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Again, we're the, this this guy's here talking about support. This guy just bashes it. You know what? It's a waste oh, of sorry, time. There so we're out. We're out of the game. This kid runs on the field, and then. He's basically anywhere the ball's going, he's running away from it. And I'm like, why is this kid running away from the ball? He goes, Oh, last week they kicked the ball into his face. So uh, now like he's, he's traumatized. I'm like, Oh my God, man. So the dad was supposed to take him home, hit him in the face with the ball a couple more times. So the kid gets used yes. to it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the right way to do it. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm almost. Yeah, his but ears I, are ringing. You bashing on AYS. I think the question also is in terms of AYSO. Or whatever it is, I don't know what you're referring to. But in terms of how do you even 
how do you even pick the right uh, academy. academy for your kids? Because obviously four or five years into it, you can't go back and fix it. And that's kind of like their, the beginning of their development where I think it's key to, to make sure they have the right coach so they are inspired and they're not um, discouraged because the coach doesn't understand, you know, child psychology or what, whatnot or doesn't know how to train properly. How do you pick the right academy? And um, and I know it could be all very, uh, what's the word, um, on a case-to-case basis in terms of how your child, how receptive they are, how well they're able to, how fast they're able to learn. But how do you know if they're in the right club, right academy, and they're learning at the right pace? And um, that's that's actually a question that is Im- almost impossible to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in sports in general, there is you know, I would say seventy percent hard work, and then thirty percent luck. Yeah. You need you always need that luck. You need the luck uh, luck aspect to do something to make it, you know. Timing is an issue. Timing. So usually, you know, especially for a kid, and I always say it, if you're good, somebody will see you. Yeah. Whether it's your coach or somebody opponent's else's coach, coach, opponent's coach, opponent's parent, somebody will always see you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say, play, and if you're good, believe me, I played for PCC for junior, you know, city college here. And I went into the draft and got drafted and went pro. And I was at, you know, PHS, Pasadena City College, uh, High School, and then went to Pasadena PCC. City College, PCC. So... Somebody, if you're good enough, somebody will, you know, they'll see you, they'll find you, they'll find you, they'll know. Somebody will say something to you, to 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 the coach, and then word will get around. Yeah, Yeah. so just have patience and have faith. Yeah, best example is LeBron James, man. Akron, Ohio, kid out of high school, popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. He didn't pop up out of nowhere. Well, he had the media. He had the media covering but him. I since know, he was but here's the thing: Akron, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, of course. It's that's yeah. out it's of nowhere. all the. It's no. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, it's like they talk about him. Word gets around. Word gets around. All of a sudden, the media comes in, and then next it's thing you know, nowhere. Talking about well, Ohio, man. Where's Akron, Ohio? Well, that's a. That's an old school Ohio. Akron, <laughs> that's but that's not like a it's not like a small place. That's a big developed it's, area. Is man. it east or west of Kansas City? Right there. Leave Kansas Somewhere City alone, vicinity. man. All right. Uh, before we end the show, we want to talk about one thing. Uh Euro was actually kind enough to bring in uh two tickets to the LA Galaxy game. Uh, they're going to be playing the Seattle Sounders on August 17th, 2019. Um, we still kind of didn't figure out how we're going to give these away. And there's basically about, what, 20 days left for the game. Uh, we'll do some sort of raffle. Uh, we'll put it on Facebook and uh, uh, we'll see how we can draw this and uh, get it out to somebody. We'll make sure to do it before August 17th. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll make sure you get the tickets on August 16th. <laughs> or hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You'll get, you'll get the tickets on August 17th before 7 p.m. How's that? <laughs> we promise. Arna will meet you at the stadium and walk you in. And those, when tickets, we... those tickets, that's a shout-out to Al, my good friend, Alpin. 
our our uh, our good friend, friend yeah Alpin our Nazarian, friend, yes who who's with us right now yeah thank the, you Alpin behind the camera behind the camera Vic was saying you need to be at least show yourself to the camera well, yeah, Vic, one Vic time, left man, well, come on <laughs> Vic actually said if Alpin's not on the, on the show I'm leaving he's, so he's, I guess left. He's, he's gone he wasn't joking man come on <laughs> <laughs> so the game's gonna be at Digley Health uh, Sports uh, Sports Park and uh, again. Uh, we'll be giving away the tickets. Uh, thank you, Yura, and thank you, Al, for these. Um, anything else you guys want to chime uh, in before uh, we call it a day? Yeah, uh, thank you for coming. It was great to meet you. Thank you guys for having a great show. Uh, thank you for the guests that, you know, I mean, uh, for the watchers that were watching and, you know, talking. I just wanted to say, uh, as of today, this will be my last show on The Wise Nuts. Well, well, Henry's turning in his resignation. Resignation today. <laughs> well, Henry, thank you so much for joining us. For how many episodes were we at? Today was episode 40. 40. 40. Was it 40 or 40? Today was 40 or 41? 40. 40. 40. Okay. How old were you? 40. 40. <laughs> Past that. <laughs> only, only one year. One year. Almost. You're not there yet. Yeah. 41. All right. Thank you for coming. Right. Yeah, thank you. You're right. Thank you so much for joining thank us today, man. We appreciate it. Taking time out of your Monday to join us, brother. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank, thank you. you, guys. All right, guys. Happy Monday. We'll see good you guys evening, uh, next week. Have a good night. Bye.